Hey, how you doing? It's Patrick coming at you from Saul to Paul. Uh, I was reading out of Romans, Romans twelve eleven says, "Do not lack diligence. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Serve the Lord. What greater honor could there be on this planet than to serve the Lord, the Lord who created us, the Lord who sustains us." The Lord who gives us our joy. The Lord who gives us our sorrow. So that our joy might be felt, felt even more when that sorrow has gone and left us. But even if the sorrow didn't leave us, He's given us breath in our lungs. And that's an awesome thing. Awesome. Awesome thing. Praise the Lord for today. You know, my wife does a podcast and it's usually about encouragement and about how good God is and about what you can do for God, you know, for being thankful to God. That's what I get out of the scripture. Be fervent in spirit. She's a spirit-filled Christian if I've ever met one. I tell you what, she loves the Lord and she's not afraid to show it. And it's not just an hour a week at church. She carries herself all week long with the love of the Lord and she is fervent in spirit. I myself could work on that a little bit you know i let the troubles of the day get to me sometimes i drive a truck and i, dr I drive a big truck locally and traffic can can get to me big time i mean people can cut me off uh i'm not saying i sit there and curse them or honk my horn or do road rage at them but you know i'm, I'm certainly not looking up to heaven at all times like i should be i'm not looking to my ultimate master, their master, whether they know it or not, and thanking him that they didn't hit the front of my truck when they did it. You know, sometimes I try to focus on just the anger that it happened or, you know, the fear that I might be involved in an incident on the roads. You know, that that is me doing the first, not doing the first part of the scripture. Do not lack diligence. All, at all times, we should have focus on the Lord, what the Lord would have us do. You know, Jesus would not let that trouble him. So I shouldn't let that trouble me. When you have a problem at work with a coworker, Jesus would not hold a resentment. So we shouldn't hold a resentment. Just little things like that are big things in God's eyes. Because all scripture is from God. All scripture is good for teaching and reproach. And right now for teaching to be fervent in spirit and serve the Lord, that's kind of, if you're a Christian, that's a common sense thing. But if you're not, it's not a common sense thing. You know, serving the Lord, actually to some people, uh, they would never think to do it, let alone act on it. You know, so it's our job as Christians to go out there and tell people the gospel, the Great Commission. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That was Jesus' great mission for us. It wasn't go to church every Sunday. It wasn't read the Bible every day, which wasn't yet put together. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't give to charity. It wasn't, in quotes, be a good person. 
you know, that was not his, his most important mission before he ascended into heaven. That he told his disciples, which by the way, I covered in the last episode, they were, not only were they not just, they were not extraordinary men, they had struggles with faith even at times. After they saw him perform five to ten miracles, they still had a problem with doubt when he ascended into heaven in front of their eyes after he had risen from the dead. You know, that's what we do as people, is we want to rely on uh, science. We want facts. You know, we don't want to believe in what is unseen and be blessed by it. But I tell you, when you start doing that, you truly are blessed by it. You know, I, I have a job right now that I didn't see having a year ago, not even close. But I believed on this job, and I got this job. And this isn't a, a word of faith thing, a, a name and proclaim thing. You know, it's scripture. You know, ask and you shall receive. You know, not ask for a million dollars and you'll receive a million dollars, no. But ask for a way to make a living for your family and also be able to attend church and be home every night. I asked and prayed that prayer for a long time. I stayed faithful to it. I tried to stay as righteous as I could because it also says in Scripture that God hears the prayers of a righteous man. Uh, by no means was I uh, Abraham, Moses... John the Baptist, Paul, no. But, you know, I was Patrick, child of God, trying my very best to do what he wanted me to do. And that's when I started hearing him. You know, God God expects us to pray, yes. But do you hear back from God? If you're not hearing back from God at any time, if you think he's not there, he hasn't been there, it's one of two things. One, it could be, and this is scriptural, he will leave us alone for a while. He will test us in that way to see if we will remain faithful. You know, what about what about Job? You know, Job was a very righteous man. He was a very faith-filled man. And all those things that happened to him, he did not curse God. But God by no means did did he give him answer, any answers. You know, he sat silent for seven days because he was so afflicted. He didn't hear from God in those seven days. So yeah, sometimes God doesn't answer us because it's a part of our growth. It's part of us maturing as Christians. You know, it's kind of like when you have a child and they ask for they ask for something to eat you give it to them they ask for a toy you know if you feel like they've earned it or if you just want to be nice you give them the toy you know but there comes a time when they're in college and it's the third time that week maybe that they're asking for money when you know full well they only go to 4 hours a day of class and they could have a part-time job so sometimes you don't answer that call and you don't send them the money and you say hey you know what i just looked and uh, the online ads for your town, and there's 183 job openings. You know, maybe sometimes you, you do that. Maybe sometimes you just have to let them figure it out on their own because it's a part of them growing up. So, yeah, sometimes our prayers are not answered purposefully by God. It's to mature us as Christians. Just to say, you know what? I'm not going to answer Patrick uh, on this one. Not only just right now, but I'm not going to answer him. 
I'm going to test his faith. I'm going to see how mature he is. I'm going to see if he's going to throw a temper tantrum or a fit. I'm going to see if he starts doubting that I care about him. So sometimes when I say prayers and I don't get answers right away, I know that that's because that's either not God's will or it's not God's time. But bottom line, I remain fervent in spirit and I serve the Lord diligently. Diligently. Not perfectly, no. But diligently, I try to serve the Lord. Fervent in spirit. I don't do it dryly. I do I do this podcast. You know, I, I, I don't and will not make a dime off of this. But I will get the word of God out there. He has put that on my heart. He has given me as one of my gifts a gift of teaching. He's given me the gift of gab, gift of talk. You know, I'm sitting waiting on a dock right now at Lowe's. So I thought, you know, why not? Throw a podcast up. Uh, not only do I have time, but it says right here, do not lack diligence, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord. Well, I'm serving the Lord right now because I'm hoping and praying that somebody hears this, somebody shares this, somebody needs this, somebody uses this. You know, maybe in their own life. You know, maybe when they're a one hour a week Christian, you know, maybe this might wake them up. Because that's not what God wants. What God wants is He wants a relationship with us. He wants a fellowship with us. He wants us to serve Him, love Him, serve others, love others. That's what Christ said. That was His greatest commandment. Was to love and serve others as your neighbor, as you would yourself. And above all, love God and keep His commandments. That's what Jesus said when His ministry was going on. Before he ascended, what did he do? He gave us the great commission to go out and tell the good news, make disciples of all nations, and baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And we can't baptize until we have a true profession of faith. Dunking somebody in water and saying some words isn't going to do anything. The only thing that will save somebody is God's effectual grace coming into their heart changing their heart, causing them to, through the Holy Spirit to cry out to God in repentance and knowing, knowing in their soul and in their heart that they need forgiveness. And the only way to get that forgiveness is through Christ's death on the cross. Was that sacrifice for you? You need to be asking yourself that if you haven't made a commitment to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to ask, are my sins covered? Is that Holy Spirit tugging on your heart to let you know that you need to cry out in repentance and you need to ask Jesus to apply that blood that He shed to cover your sins? Because there's a lot at stake. You know, we've got 80 years when we're down here on this planet. I know we've got, and I know this sounds hard to believe, but we've got 80 trillion times 80 trillion times 80 trillion times 80 trillion years after this you know do you want do you, do you want to be with loved ones do you want to be with god do you want to be at the place that was promised in the same book that so many things come true every single day out of prophecy including christ coming including christ's death including christ's rising the very same book that promises all our tears will be wiped away there will be no more sadness 
there will be no more sea basically explaining there will be no more separation from one another you know do you want to spend your eternity like that or do you want to separate yourself from God because I'm going to tell you something if you don't want anything to do with God right now while you're on this planet why would you want anything to do with God in eternity so those people that say ah, yeah well I don't want to serve a God that doesn't that sends people to hell well you know what we serve a perfect God so ipso facto, perfect justice has to be dealt out. When we sin against him, there has to be a payment made. Thankfully, that payment for me, anyways, was Jesus Christ's blood on the cross. And you need to ask yourself, was that payment made for you? And if you even have the idea come into your heart, that's the Holy Spirit. That's what you call effectual grace. Because we're saved through faith by grace alone. That's it. It's a free gift from God. A free gift through the Holy Spirit. Putting it into your heart to have faith and to cry out to Him. And to ask for forgiveness. To ask for that blood to be applied to your sins. So that you may be with Him forever in heaven. And I'll tell you what, if you do that, if you truly do that, you know where it says where uh, in the book of James that faith without works is dead? That's true. Because if you're not producing any works, you don't have a faith. Your faith is dead. It's not the other way around. It's not you do works so that you can have a faith that's alive. Or so you can be alive in faith. No, if you have a faith that is alive, you will produce good works. If you're not producing any works... I would personally be questioning my faith. You know, but more than likely, if you're not producing works at all, you don't have faith. Bottom line. It says so many times in scriptures, all who the Father has given me will come to me, and I will keep them. Over and over in scripture it says that. So I truly believe that. You know, I was given to Jesus Christ by God, and he is going to keep me. You know, but proof of that in the pudding is good works. It's not about working your way into heaven. But if you've been given that free gift of heaven, there's not a way that you can just go through life not caring and saying, oh, well, thanks, and then just forget about it. You know, it's not possible. You know, we rejoice in our salvation. We rejoice in the Lord. I rejoice in the fact that I get to say his name. What an honor to even say, I serve Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So what more of an honor is it that he is going to keep me for eternity, bought and paid for me, and he's going to keep me. He's going to keep me from stumbling and falling and falling away from him. You know, I'm sorry, but that does not exist and that is not scriptural. You know, if you have some, uh, what you call, in quotes, lukewarm Christians that fall away from the faith and then aren't saved, guess what? They weren't saved at all. You know, Paul speaks about that. He says, those that have left the church, it is good because they never were of the church. And on and on and on, like I said about Jesus, uh, he, whomever the Father gives me, I keep. Do you think it's possible for Jesus Christ when he says, I will keep them to lose somebody because of somebody's free will or because somebody uh, slips up, 
No, my Christ is all-powerful. So when he says, All who the Father give me, I will keep. I take him at his word. Just like I take him at his word for every single thing he said while he walked on this earth. And every single thing that he's going to say in eternity. You know, I trust him. I put my trust in him. That's also a part of be, walking a Christian life. Being fervent in the Spirit. Serving the Lord. And that's trusting in him. So I just wanted to do a quick little show here, like I do every day, most days anyways. Most days I try to put up something on a, on a scripture and I talk about life. But you know, when you get down and you get lazy and you get complacent and you get depressed and you don't want to do anything, you know, remember this verse, Romans twelve eleven. do not lack diligence, be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Because I'll tell you what, he did the greatest service he could ever do for anyone when he got up on that cross. He didn't have to do that. You know, he, he could have he left it up to us to, in quotes, work our way to heaven. But I'll tell you what, it would never be good enough. And he knew that and he proclaimed that. He's a perfect and just God, so he needed a perfect and just sacrifice for our sins. And that was his son, Jesus Christ. Romans 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes on Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Are you one of those people? If you are, then I suggest you say this prayer with me right now. Right before I get ready to back into the dock that just opened up for me. Lord God, I'm a sinner. Lord, I recognize that you are the God of the universe, the only God that created all that's around me. Thank you so much for making a way for me to live with you in eternity. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die for me, die for my sins, to shed his holy blood to cover my sins, that I might be washed clean and be in your presence for all of eternity. Lord, I ask that you help me to learn as a new Christian how to walk by reading your holy word. I ask that you keep me on the path when I stray off the path. Put me back on the path, Lord God, because I want to serve and love you as best as I can. Show me how to be more like Christ Jesus each and every day. In Jesus' most holy name I pray this. Amen. Everyone, have a blessed day. Uh, check out my wife's podcast. Uh, she's on Twitter at Lisa Hilliard. There's links up there too. I love y'all. God bless you.